Welcome, Andrew. What's been a, really a fantastic season for, for York. We'll get into that. I know when we started a long time ago, I asked you about you know what you thought of the city, so you've had a year here now, nearly. <laughs> um, have you enjoyed it and you settled in okay? Yeah, I've settled in fine, thanks, Paul. Um, obviously, it, it, it wasn't a, a move straight to York straight away for me. Uh, I was travelling from Warrington for a period there of the... Well, certainly all through the pre-season and the, the early stages of the season. Uh, obviously, with the, the job offer only coming up at the back end of October, uh, it didn't give me a lot of time really to yeah. <laughs> to prepare yeah. you know, the transition of moving. It was more, you know, with the short time frame I had, was more about scrambling to, to put some performance staff together, yeah. uh, you know, get the right people in, in place to, uh, to give us the best chance to get the best pre-season. And then obviously myself getting around every single player, speaking to them on the phone, introducing myself, getting a, a feel for them, asking certain questions and trying to trying to get a little bit of understanding of of, of my playing group that I was going to be working with, uh, which then could have helped me, uh, you know, start to put some some plans together for pre-season. So there was a, you know, quite a lot that had to happen within a sort of two-week time frame. Um, so moving house was the last thing on my mind. Uh, so it was a case of, yeah, just getting through to the, to the new year. And then obviously as we came into the season, I, I then started having a look around at potential places uh, to live uh, for myself and my family and, and uh, found a good spot and um, yeah, made the move up sort of around April time. Uh, April, May time made the move up and uh, yeah, it's been, it's been great, mate. Really, really enjoying uh, where I'm based, but also, you know, really taking in the, the local community and the and the city and, and hopefully next season or next year you know because I feel we will be a bit ahead of you know where we where we, where we are in terms of our planning and, and organization then I'll have a little bit more time to, to sort of really try and immerse myself more in the local community yeah. you know um, I feel probably this year it's been yeah there's been a lot lot for me to contend with and deal with both on and off the field throughout the year and um, but like next year I think we'll be a little bit more settled and uh, uh, I'll have a little bit more time I can invest into into our local community and get to, get to know people and, and also you know, seeing a bit more around the community game too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I know when we when we started doing these interviews, you knew you, I was meeting you after a three hour drive, and then you were yeah. training, then you were doing a three hour drive, etc. Yeah. You know, so I, I totally appreciate that. So the other thing I'm going to throw in as we go along is I'm going to throw some rugby names at you. Because it is that time of year when the merry-go-round of names and whispers and rumours arrive. So I'm going yep. to throw some in. Um, you, obviously, you can take the take the Fifth Amendment. You can <laughs> depends how you want to treat them. All right. So sure. we'll do one after each question. So we'll start with one who's appeared at York this year, um, playing for Keithley, and he's also played for York previously. Jimmy Carnhorst. Jimmy Carnhorst. Good player. Uh, he's a good, good good player. He's a player I do admire. Um, you know, I think he's. Uh, Got some good qualities about him as a person, but uh, I still think he's got some life in his in his legs as well. And uh, yeah, we'll, we'll soon find out. The you know, like I said, we'll be in terms of our recruitment and retention. You know, just so we're clear, you know, we, we are pretty much finalised uh, our our uh, our recruitment and retention for next season. Um, the club will be making you know those announcements in due course, um, so everybody will be aware. But uh, certainly, you know, Jimmy, you know. He's a quality player and a quality person, and if we were fortunate enough to secure his services, then I think we'd be happy with that one. There's going to be a few answers like that. <laughs> okay, so um, this year, uh, year one on your five-year plan, sure. quarterfinals at Cup, 1895 semifinals, playoffs. Beyond where you hoped? Um, well, yeah, look, if I'm being, if I'm being brutally honest, um, I didn't really set a lot of goals or targets in terms of where we're going to finish uh, this year. Um, I probably knew that when I walked into the job that we were going to have a disrupted and disjointed pre-season. I knew that. We had a number of players that were, I think we had five or six that were involved in World Cup squads, so they were off for a period post the World Cup. Um, so they weren't going to be available to, to work with. We had a number of players that were coming back off operations or or actually there was a couple we discovered in our, in our medical screening process that realised, hang on, these guys need to either go under the knife or, or need, some, need, need to be rehabilitated. So, um, so we knew there was a number of players that were not going to be available through injury, um, you know, which didn't leave us with a lot to... To work with because yeah, yeah. I think at the at the start we only had a squad of twenty four or twenty five mm. uh, I believe uh, like you said a, a, a proportion of that missing through yeah. time off after the World Cup uh, and then obviously having a number of, of those guys as well that were coming back either coming back from injury or or on the treatment table so um, yeah so I didn't want to set too many you know goals or targets yeah. for the season um, I, I I felt like. I needed to get an understanding of this playing group. I needed to know and figure out what makes them tick, um, you know, what, where they're at, what they're about, 
Um, and we had some, you know, don't get me wrong, we set we set some sort of aims, I should say, of, of the year and what we wanted to, to become as a team and what we wanted to do that way. But I didn't sort of set any targets of how many games we needed to win or, um, you know, where we needed to finish. Uh, yeah. It was just more about the the sort of the, the foundations of this team I wanted to build this year. Yeah. Uh, the foundation of what we wanted to, to represent and look like as a team and because uh, I felt that that was probably an area I, I could have some control over with the fact that we weren't going to be able to really have the time on the ground with a large contingent of the squad, certainly in pre-season. Um, it's obviously been a little bit more challenging throughout the season because you know we haven't had the time again yep. because it, uh, the troops just haven't been on the field enough uh, to really invest and build what and grow what we wanted to to grow probably more from a a structural point of view certainly our attacking game mm. um, but certainly uh, I think the foundations of this group and this team has been built this year and we've done a really good job around that um, you know so uh, yeah but it, it's definitely been you know definitely that that was probably the the thought process for this year you know it wasn't to to really go out there and and and, and put too many sort of targets on where we needed to finish, um, you know. And, and and I think if we're being honest again and reflection of of the year, I think the fact that we've managed to achieve what you've just said there, um, you know, a, a quarter final of the Challenge Cup, uh, a semi final of another cup competition, the eighteen ninety five, and uh, and to, and to make the playoffs, I think you'd have to say, all things considering, you know, with a change of coach coming late in the day, a disrupted preseason. Uh, a torrid year of of injuries that has been unprecedented. Certainly, in the you know the time I've yeah. ever been as a player or a coach, I've never come across anything like it. Um, and to say all that um, and to achieve what we've achieved this year, I think we can. I think we can take a lot of heart from that. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you've set the bench very high. <laughs> you would say. <laughs> so um, I'll chuck another name. Tui Lola here. Tui Lola here <laughs> plays at uh, Huddersfield. Yeah, and there's no truth in that. Right, okay. <laughs> okay, Wednesday, 28th of June, um, Whitehaven away. Narrow victory, last minute. Um, left us in the bottom three. Yep. I remember speaking to you just after it. But from then on, from July, something changed, something clicked, something happened. Can you sort of put your finger on it? Because it, it, it was a massive turning point, was July. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's hard to put exactly pinpoint exactly you know what it was um you know i think i think you know that week that we went into i think we had featherston on the we played lee in the challenge cup and then i think we had featherston the following sunday uh, and then we had to go to whitehaven midweek and then we had halifax on the sunday and uh, you know three games in seven days and i think you know at the time when we we're looking at the at the sort of league table and certainly as a coaching staff we we're looking at it and thinking well really you know we probably we probably can afford maybe one more loss mm. from now on to the end. We're probably going to have to, you know, win every single game and, and afford mm. one loss. That's the fact. Uh, as it's turned out, we've been accommodate. We've been able to accommodate two losses, but um, but that was that's what we were kind of thinking. We're probably going to have to win every every single game from yeah from that Featherston point to the rest of the season and only drop one game, uh, which is always going to be a tough ask anyway. Uh, and that's why I sort of, as a coach, try to build up that week. As a bit of a, a series, it's a bit like the state of origin. You have three games, yeah. don't you? Yeah, you yeah. know, and you've got to win the series. So, I thought of, I thought to myself, okay, well, if I could try and maybe create a theme around this week being a, a bit of a series, we've got we've got a three game sort of playoff series. We have to win the series, you know, because I thought if I can get if we can win the series, that'll give us an opportunity to keep the season alive and yeah. and, and keep the top six alive. I mean, I've always. You know, I've always wanted to make the, this team to make the playoffs. I've always wanted them to achieve that as a group and give themselves a chance in that next competition, which is what you play for. Um, you know, and uh, so we went down that path, and unfortunately, you know, we, we weren't good enough that week to, to win the series. You know, we lost it two games mm-hmm. to one. Um, and then I, I think off the back of that, you know, probably for myself as a coach, being honest, probably thought, well, that's probably the the top six now is you know probably out of the equation. Uh, and a lot of people probably thought I was mad at, at times when we were sitting 12th and I'm still talking about, you know, the, the top six because I still believed there was a genuine chance that we we could get there. I believed in the, the talent that we had within the squad. I believed in the quality of the team and the quality of people that we have within this group. And, and I just felt if we could just if we could just click and, and, and get it right, but then we can get on a run. I think we'll be, you know, we, we'll have a chance. Uh, but I think certainly after that, th- that that uh, that week with the three games, I, I probably did 
at that stage think it's it's probably going to be a tough ask. So, you know, and, and and maybe maybe it was an element of that not having that that pressure of you know uh, of finishing the top six and and because I never I've never put pressure on my team. Yeah. Um, I'm very mindful of that. I don't want to. You know, um, I try and take that external pressure away off my players. You know, I don't think they need it. Um, and, they're, and they're a young team as well. It's a young team, a young group. So I'm mindful of that as well. Um, now, we don't get me wrong, between the four walls, yeah, yeah. we'll have our own conversations and, and we'll apply whatever pressure we feel necessary on certain individuals or collectively if we need to. But um, I try and do my best to, to take the external pressure away. And um, and, and and I think maybe, maybe because the, the club, you know, made the playoffs the year before, and maybe there is that expectation yeah. from the fan base, and and even you know from from within the club, there's expectation that we should be a top six team. Uh, maybe the players, you know, have sort of subconsciously felt that all year, perhaps. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then the fact that we didn't win that series that I built up, uh, and it was probably looking highly unlikely we'd make the six. Maybe that little bit of that pressure mm. was kind of relieved, even though I've never applied it on the group. Maybe subconsciously, those guys then have all thought, well, yeah, it's probably. A tough ask, far, no, yeah. uh, and again, obviously, uh, and I obviously had to look at too. Well, well how can I try and motivate, uh, you know, my group to to want to perform and, and finish well? So, you know, we we had a we we planted a few seeds around, you know, the IMG stuff and about how important that is and and, and for what we're trying to build long term and that this group can still have an impact and effect on that. Um, we had a look at then focusing on our own performance, our own individual performance to try and make them small improvements individually and then collectively as a team. And, and we focused a bit more on us, whereas I used to probably leading up to that point have a bit more of a balance of of, of us and them, you know, that we we're playing. Yeah. And then it, it became predominantly more about us. Um, and uh, yeah, and then all of a sudden we, you know, it was almost like the penny dropped, um, yeah. you know, in terms of, Understanding the process we've been trying to execute and deliver for most of the year, and uh, I still think there's a there's a lot more to come from this team in terms of what we can do with the ball, etc. And, and that will that will improve. But um, I, I just feel, yeah, they they certainly their mindset changed and uh, mentality changed, and 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 obviously level of performance certainly improved. And and you know we jagged jagged that win from behind against Halifax and then we managed to to back up the week after and then we just got on this in, incredible run um, yeah. which was fantastic and, and we actually found, found ourselves on the final day of the year um, scraping into the into the playoffs which was which was brilliant uh, but unfortunately it was a, it was a game too far for us yeah. on, on Sunday away at Bradford yeah okay um, another name uh, Roby any Roby no no there's no no <laughs> <Okay>. Robies right <laughs> um your development improvement. Do you feel you yourself as a person? Do you think you you know that that year has helped you develop and improve because of all the adversity you faced? Yeah. Well, look, I think as a coach, you you know, you're never the finished product. Um, and what I've learned certainly in my coaching journey is is I've evolved um, and I've adapted. And I, and I think you 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 know you have to have that to, that willingness to to change because the game's changing. Like as a game, it's changing. You know, the mm-hmm. rules are changing. Uh, the type of athletes within the game are changing. Um, the way the game is being played is changing. Um, the people and the social demographic now um, and the generational changes we've seen now with people, you know, that's changing. So, you know, you have to adapt and, and move with the times. And um, I certainly look at where I started out as a coach to where I am now. I, I certainly, the way I am is is different to how I, how I used to operate, you know, 15 years ago. Yeah. Um, you know, but that's because now we're dealing with different types of people and, and different upbringings and, and a different generational group. But then also, um, like I said, it's, it's, the terms of the game and the way it's played, the, the more sports science now involved in yep. the game and all the other bits and pieces. So, um, yeah, I've certainly evolved in, in that regard. And and even this season, I mean, yeah, you know, you're coming into a a new club, and you, I've never, I'd never coached any of these players. So that's the thing. So it's not like if it's not like I'm coming into a club and I've actually worked with a handful of them, or I've worked with these in the past, and not one of them I'd worked with ever. Um, obviously, James Cunningham, who I brought in. I'd worked with him, obviously Brendan Sandy, who I brought in. I'd worked with them in the past, but uh, but other than that, at, at the stage I walked in the door, there was none I'd worked with. So, you know, it's like anything, you know, you've you've got to you've got to get a you need a bit of time to really understand your people and and, mm-hmm. and what you've got to work with and understand what makes them tick, understand their motivations, and 
you know, are they are they the type of people that pay your lip service, or are they ones that are actually are action based and will do what they say on the tin? And, um, and and what do they really want to achieve? Are they hungry to want to be here and progress and become better players, better people, or are they just sort of just here to pick up an extra bit of money to, to pay their for their holiday at the end of the season? Like there's there's all these different factors, so you you, you need to, to 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 take time to to really get to know them and. Um, and I think this is this year's been great for that. You know, um, again, it's been another learning curve because I've I've had to deal with an un- unprecedented injury crisis from you know from pre-season right through to the end of the season. And I've never that's been a new experience for me as a coach. I've I've been involved in teams where you might have eight to ten out, but it might last for about a month or so, and and you get some of the cavalry comes back slowly and surely. I mean, you're always going to have. Most weeks, probably on average, five to six out with injury throughout yeah. the season. That just happens. Uh, and that's why you need a squad of, of around, for me, 30, 32 to, to combat the, the amount of games that you play and, and help you get through the season. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I've never seen any like So, again, I've had to also, again, uh, you know, adapt a little bit on the run. So they had to look at some of our sort of our training as well and go, well, well, we can't do this. We can't do that. We're going to have to maybe change this up because we're, you know, we're really squeezing the lemon out of some of these guys and a lot of these guys having to play more minutes than expected or, or getting more exposed than expected. And um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a great learning experience for me too. So, again, there's a lot of things that w- I think we've done really well uh, this year regarding our program, our training program, we've got right, and that's why we've had the energy at the back end to, yeah. to push on. So uh, I'm a big believer in that. You've got to get your your load management right, you've got to get your, your training program right uh, to peak at the right time of the year. Um, I think some teams peak too early. Uh, I think Sheffield have probably been a good example of that this year. You know, they had a really good start at the season and fell away back end. Um, but, you you know, London are coming good at the back end. You know, you, it's about being, you've got to you've got to be good through the year to a degree, but you have to be at your best come yep, the back, yep. back end of the season. Um, and we've probably just, for me, it's probably been more of a case of, you know, we, we've run out of juice and run out of, run out of bodies really yeah. <laughs> you know yeah. it was one game too far for us but um but again I, I, I there's a lot of things we've done right i feel this year and uh, there's obviously things that you know when i sit down my staff will review reflect and think well okay we could have maybe done that a little bit better could have done this maybe differently may have helped may not have helped is there anything we can look to do to improve for, for next season because that's you know we've got to be the same you know we're, we're expecting our players to 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 review and reflect and and improve and make small improvements within themselves as people and players, but we've got to be the same as coaches and, and we've got to try and find ways of how can we be better? How can we have a better pre-season next season? What can we either keep doing well or what can we do differently that's going to maybe help and benefit the, these players? Because that, that's our job. Our job is to help those players yeah. improve and, um, and we've got to find ways to, to make that happen and then it'll be the same through the season. What can we do differently? What do we what do we, do we need to change or... or, or or do we need to be a little bit harder on this? Or do we need, you know? So we'll be looking at all those things now in the close season to make sure that we're uh, we're better prepared next year and, and obviously improve again next season. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, on on a very similar theme, then. Um, I know we spoke this year about, um, you know, I think there was a there was a point where thirty three percent of our team were under twenty. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so them kids, though, if we call them that, they've stood up collectively. How proud are you of them and and obviously your input to develop them kids because some of them have come on leaps and bounds. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm immensely proud, Paul. Um, yeah, really, really proud. Uh, again, I, when I first walked in the door, you know, I didn't know what level these kids were at. I didn't know a lot about them. Um, you know, I remember, I'm not going to lie, I remember, I remember the first training session I saw with AJ Taus and I'm thinking, wow, I've got some work to do here. You know, defensively, just was all over the shop, and I'm thinking, oh my goodness, right? Because you know, I'd heard a lot of big things about people hyping him up and mm-hmm. talking him up, and I'm thinking, wow, he's got a lot of work. You know, I think he's a, he looks a great athlete. He moves well. Um, I know he can finish because I, you know, I'd, I'd seen some stuff of him before when I commentated uh, on York and watched a little bit of footage before I before I came in. Um, I know he can finish, but yeah, there were certainly some areas there, and again with a lot of the other youngsters too. Um, so. Yeah, uh, but again, to see the progression, um, you know, in them, I think that's sort of probably, you know, is a bit of a wrap for, for what we've done as a coaching team, you know, both that's the, the actual coaches, you know, my assistant coaches as well that have worked with them and uh, and then obviously, you know, our performance team that have helped, you know, improve them physically. Um, you know, it's it's been a credit, but I'm immensely proud of, of the way they've developed and, you know, we've got a lot of those guys in there, what I call their development phase, Um you know, but it's just been a, been a real pleasure to coach them because they're they're all hungry to learn and eager to learn, which is that's that's the that's the biggest thing. You know, they've got to want to to improve. Yeah. Um, the fact that we've got a group of young blokes that do want to be better, 
and they're happy to ask questions and and probably feel as well comfortable because I think that's another thing and that's you know that's my job as a coach I've got to I've got to make them feel that they can approach me they can speak to me they can be open and honest with how they think and how they feel and um, you know and I think we've got that really I've got that really good relationship with our younger players yeah but they get the same honesty from me that you know they get that consistency which I think is important but they know where they stand and they know what they need to work on and um, and they have those focus areas and then it's up to myself and, and the assistant coaches and sometimes you know some of the senior players to help with them yep. as well to, to to bring them on it's a collective effort um but i'm immensely proud of uh, of some of the performances that those young guys have, have produced and and i think i've said it uh, before that you know a lot of them have probably played more games this season than inspe- than expected and, and and ultimately a lot of it that's been has been as needs must but they certainly will benefit from the exposure. Uh, that ex- they'll benefit from the experience, and and uh, they'll be more equipped, so to speak. You know, if and when called upon next season. So, uh, and who knows? Some of them may even, like you said, push themselves into being that 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 regular player for us next season. So, no, it's uh, we're certainly. I feel as a squad will be better for that. If that makes sense yeah, for does, for, yeah, for those guys so, having yeah. that 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 time and experience this year. Yeah. Okay. Um. Looking at the season, um, if you could pick three moments from games that you remember very vividly, very clearly, um, what would they be? You think at three really, you know, outstanding moments from games this season? Uh, outstanding moments. Um, well, I know sort of probably three games I'd, I'd, I'd talk about, but I mean, in terms of outstanding moments, oh, I certainly feel the the Joe Brown try against Batley was a <laughs> was an outstanding piece of play. Uh, there was also a Joe Brown try scored against Swinton, which I thought was a was an outstanding piece of play. And there was a, a, a I think it was AJ Taus cover tackle against oh I don't know if it was Sheffield. Um, when we ju- when we just nicked him in, uh, or was it London? I can't remember. But he came across the field. It was a fantastic cover. I think it was AJ. Yeah. Uh, there was a there was an and it, it was uh, it, I think it, it really saved us. It was a, at that point of the game. I remember it was like a massive play. You know, he scrambled from one side of the field to the other um, and stopped him. It might not have been those t- against those two teams, but it was earlier in the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, but they're probably three moments I remember as being big, big, big plays. So you touched there about three games that you thought were. Yeah, I think well, three of the most memorable games this year. Um, I think certainly would be the 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 Sheffield Challenge Cup game at, at 12, home 12 when games. we played. Yeah, we lost Danny Kerman after thirty minutes, sent off. Uh, we played with with twelve men um, for fifty minutes of the game, and and to win that, mate, we, we were outstanding that day. It was mm. un, un, an unreal performance. That's one. That's up there, one of the best performances I've I've been involved with as a player or as a coach. I mean. That was some. That yeah. was some effort because Sheffield at the time was sitting third. They were flying yeah. high. Uh, they just think they just come off the uh, off the the back of Pump and Toulouse the week before, and yeah. they were in really good form with Sheffield. and And the way we started that game, we 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 come out the blocks. We were twenty nil up. I think after after fifteen twenty minutes, like we were just executed the game plan to a T. Um, we were we were outstanding in that first twenty. Then we lose Kermo, and then it was you know backs against the wall mentality, but. Gee, we just were unreal defensively. Like that to absorb that for fifty minutes um, in that fashion and come away for a win was was that was a memorable game for us. Uh, I think the Challenge Cup quarter final against Lee was another one. Um, to say we went into that contest with sixteen fit players, yep. uh, again, like you said, probably thirty three percent, maybe probably even more yeah. of that team was was under the age of twenty one. So I had to drag in uh, two kids that two were nineteen year olds from from Wigan reserve grade, so not even first team players, reserve grade players from Wigan. Uh, John Duffy did me a favour there because I was scrambling that week to try and yeah you know, uh, get some bodies in that obviously that we could afford as well. And to be leading at half time. To a team that went on and won it. Well, well, I remember, like, Lee had won seven at the last eight Super League games going into that game. They were sitting, I think, second in the league or third (laughs) in the league. Um, And they still had a strong side out. They were only missing one or two. I think Pape didn't play and um, there was one other that was missing. But they still had all the big hitters, Asiata, Hardacre, Charnley, you know. uh, They still had Meller and O'Brien, all the big hitters out there, Omone and all that. So it was a a strong league team. Uh, And I don't think anybody... Yeah, you know, gave us a, a chance. You know, to say that probably a 
a, a stronger York side against a, a weaker Lee team the, the year before, well, had what, 100 and 170 odd points put past it in two games. You know, so I was thinking, geez, if we can keep this mob under 60, we've done a good job with this sort of team because it was a much weaker York team out there yep. against a far stronger Lee team. Um, but that was an incredible performance. And, and you know, as a coach, I was so proud that day. And, and I know that the, the fan base w- would have felt the same because, you know, that, that group of players, you know, they just, they played so well. Um, yep. They gave such a good account of themselves. Again, we still had players playing out of position. Again, we still had a lot of young guys there that had, had never tasted exposure. You know, well, I think those two wiggle lads had never played championship level before, let yep. alone Super League level. So, you know, we certainly had them two guys out there. And, uh, oh, wow, it was just um, it was just such a great game. And and, and if Connor Fitzsimmons, if he gets over the yep. line at the time where he was, he was held up or held up or pulled short, I think inches from the line, if he scores there... I think, I think that goes on to be 20 points to four at that time. I think we're going to win the game. Yeah. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, the game changed after that. I know Fitzy got caught short, and then we give a penalty away for offside on play two, and they were what? You know, they were a few metres off their line, and then they got the field position, then they were able to capitalise off the back of that, and then the, I think they sort of settled their nerves, and they got their sort of mojo back and flow, and, and we just couldn't kind of wrestle that momentum away from them from there, and they really end up uh, going on and closing the game out. But... Um, but at, at that point, that was a massive game. That was a game breaker for me. And uh, but overall, like you said, you know, we we certainly walked away from that game with our heads held high. And yeah. and, and certainly that was a, a memorable moment for massive, me. Yeah. Um, the stadium. The stadium was rocking that day. It was I mean, Lee, you know, they they filled their standout. You know, and they definitely contributed to it. But it was a fantastic atmosphere. Oh, it was day. brilliant. Yeah, it was. It was a great. It was just a great content. I'm just saying, I was just pleased too because you know we're we're showcasing ourselves as a club and as a team. Okay, and live on TV and 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 uh, to acquit ourselves the way we did and perform the way we did was was more than admirable. So, um, no, very 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 pleased with that one. And then I'd probably say the the other one for me, um, you know, it was probably the yeah the Batley game at home. Really, um, I think you know the the. The manner in which we sort of didn't start well, you know, we, we had a really slow start, and I was actually thinking at the time, this is like deja vu. It's like the the eighteen ninety five yeah, Cup semi final because because that was probably I'd say that semi final game was I would say our worst performance of the season. If we're looking, if we're looking at all the the yeah. the, 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 the the way we played the statistical data as well from the game, you know, that was our worst performance of the season, which was really heart wrenching and gut wrenching. Um, you know, because I, I was, I just wanted that. I wanted those players to have the opportunity of, of going to the big stage and yeah. experiencing what that's about, and and that's all I want for my players. I just want them to, you know, I was fortunate as a player to, to win some trophies and be part of that as a player and a coach. And you know, I know how how great those moments are. They're few and far between. They don't happen often. The opportunities don't happen often. And um, but that's what you play for. You play to win things. And and I just. I, you know, that was an opportunity for us there to go play on the big stage and win a yeah. trophy, and and uh, and that's probably it. Really hurt me that loss, yeah. uh, just personally. You know, and I didn't sort of convey that to the playing group, but yeah, that was one that I just was. I was more hurt, not for me, for them. Yeah, yeah. Because I thought, oh, guys, you know, like, you know, that that was a real carrot there for you. You know, a real opportunity for you to to go and experience Wembley on the big stage and 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 win a trophy. You know what I mean? And you just. You know, yeah, and be remembered. It's it, yeah. There's, there's, those opportunities are few and far between, and yeah, I, that was a tough one. Um, and because it was also, I think, the manner of the loss too. You know, the mm. fact that we you can cop losing, mate, when you you know you've you know, you've given everything and and you've performed well, but you've you know, you've been matched by a team that's performed equally as good, and 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 maybe they've just been that little bit better with their execution. They were you know they took their chances a little bit better than you, and you can cop that as a coach, but. Yeah, when we were probably yeah nowhere near the races that day, and uh, and weren't and we weren't beat convincingly, you know, uh, we're beaten comfortably in the end, yeah. but not convincingly. And I just think, wow, if we'd have just if we were just better uh, and performed better the way I know we can, you know, yeah. then we, we would have been there. But it wasn't meant to be, um, and and, uh, and and I suppose that that final league game against Batley, the way we started was I was just thinking, oh, this is like the again. Yeah, it's like the semi final. Like we're dropping ball, we're you know, we're not ending our sets well, we're just we're making some defensive errors here. We we're, we're just nowhere near the like we've had a you know, so I think the way that we managed to, to get ourselves and you know, we sort of drew a line under where we were and got back on on task and and turned that game around. Um, I thought showed a lot of maturity 
Um, and I think that's probably a good word to use. I think as a group and as a team, I think we've really showed a lot of maturity uh, at the back end of this season. Um, you know, which is which is everything you need to be. You know, heading into player football and. Um, you know, I thought, yeah, the, that that was a memorable moment. The way I felt that we sort of got ourselves back on task, the way we managed that game, yeah. and the way we won it in the fashion that we did, I thought was uh, tremendous. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, okay, we've we know one that's leaving. Uh, so, Clarkey, we're losing our captain. We are. Retired. Yep. Um, it's big shoes to fill because it's not just about saying captain on the team sheet. No, there's a lot more to it. So, um. You know, it, how tough is that to replace your captain? Yeah, it's tough, mate, and and, and it's it's yeah, it is a tough one. Um, and I think if we're being honest, I think in the you know in the, in the modern day now, um, there's not not as many players that have those leadership skills or qualities. Um, and that's not saying that they're they're not good people or whatever. I I, I think that's a generational thing. Um, I just don't think we're producing uh, leaders. Like we used to, uh, and I think a lot of that has to do with the upbringing of people now. I think a lot of younger, younger, younger players have probably had like you know an easier ride or an easier life than than a lot of other guys. And yeah. um, every, I think a lot of things now are you know it's it's done at a push of a button. It's and most probably young players have you know have had everything sort of done for them, or you know, and again by their parents and by you know and whatever. And um, it's not through. It's not their fault. It's just that's the way the world is, and um, so we have a duty, and certainly I have a duty as a coach to to try and develop uh, leadership within our players, and we've been starting to evolve that. That's another area of our, our development as a squad and as a team, and uh, we've been starting to do, to evolve that um, throughout this year in different in different ways that we've looked at to do that to sort of create the next generation of of leaders, you know, within our yep. team. Uh, but you're right; it's it, there will be big shoes to fill. Um, you know, because you know, Chris, uh, what I like about Chris is not only his experience of you know he's played it, you know he's played in some big clubs and with some big teams, and um, you know he's got that great experience behind him. Uh, but he's also a real calming influence within the group. You know, his energy's calm. Um, he speaks at the right times. Yeah. He doesn't overtalk. Um, you know, I mean, he's got a huge amount of respect from his from his teammates. Uh, and I have to thank him for his support of me as well. You know, he because ultimately your captain Paul is an extension of you as a coach. You know, he's um, you know he's that that arm that can sort of be the filter between the playing group and, and you as a coach. And but he is an extension of you. You know, to try and drive and support ultimately. You know what you see with this team. And uh, but uh, and I think Chris has done that really really well for for me. Um, and again, obviously. He's been great for the playing group because again he's come to me with things if there's been concerns or things that I need to be aware of. Um, he's been honest enough to, to to be be that way with me, which is which again is great because you need that 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 trust and that communication. Yeah. It's key. Um, but he's also been great for the playing group too. He's that type of fatherly type figure as well yeah. that players can lean on. Certainly the younger players, if they've got maybe some, they may not feel comfortable speaking to me about. Yeah, then yeah. they know they can turn to Chris and Chris can give them that 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 sort of guidance and yeah. advice and. Um, which is what a good captain does. So you're right. Um, I've got some ideas around captaincy for next year and, and, and who potentially could fill that role. Um, and again, that person, if, if I go in a certain direction, you know, will still need some support and development in, in that role. Um, you know, um, or again, it may be another person that shows up in preseason that I maybe not have thought about that may just, you know, and you think, oh, yeah, yeah, seen, yeah. Yeah, I didn't, didn't see this, but. Yeah, see something here. This this guy could be the guy. Yeah. So yeah, I've got a couple of ideas around it. Um, you know, there's no no two ways about that. I've, I'm not going to lie. I've been I have been you know when I was out in the market looking at recruitment. You know, there, there were certain players I was looking for with certain qualities that could add from a leadership point of view. Not necessarily have to be the captain, but yeah, yeah. I, I do feel we'd need a, a little bit more leadership in there. Um, so yeah, but we'll, we'll watch this space, but, uh, no, we've definitely, there's a plan there though, mate. There's a plan to develop our future leaders. There's a plan to, to develop our current leaders. And, um, and, and I'm sure whoever takes on the, the mantle from Chris, uh, will be the right person for this team and, and, and we'll do the job, uh, you know, in a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah. Leads us into, um, a couple of things you've sort of touched on it about squad size, um, you know, business is done. Um, so it's a bigger squad next year. Yep. Um, so is that something that excites you? Yep. Does it give you that little bit more freedom? 
Um, you know, will you be able to express even more? You know, given all the sort of where we got to this season, you think you'd be able to expand upon everything we've achieved this year? Yeah, I think so, mate. I think what it what it does having a, having a, it will certainly having a bigger squad will allow us to do uh, more in preseason that the things that we couldn't do last year. You know, I'll yeah. be honest. You know, we're training on average with sort of fourteen to sixteen players yeah. most weeks in preseason. So, um, what having a deeper squad this year will do is allow us to expand and and, and work on different areas within preseason that we weren't able to do last year. Yeah, that, that's the fact. So, I'm excited by that because that allows us then to be able to move forward and progress certain areas of our game that I feel we need to, uh, and we can challenge that in different scenarios at yeah. training because we'll have the numbers to, to, to do that, to, 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 to compete against each other. Um, I think the other factor too is that, that we have got the amount of numbers that we do keeps people honest, yeah. keeps them on their toes. Yep. You know, there's no guarantee. Whereas when you're training in pre-season, the 14, 16 players, those blokes are knowing that they're first cab off the rank. There's no pressure on them. They're, you know, and it's like human nature. You get comfortable, you know. People get comfortable. And yeah. uh, and it's not a reflection of them as a person or as a, you know what I mean, but it's just natural. Yeah, they're yeah. not feeling any heat or any pressure. They're looking over their shoulder. They get comfortable, mate. And, and, uh, and that, you know, that can kind of, not push the standard of performance to the level that you need it. And that's, you know, for me, we're in a, a high-performing sport, you know, um, and my job at the moment is to try and get majority of this playing group ready for the jump to Super League. So we have to we have to yeah. challenge performance. We have to put them under pressure in scenarios at training, but they also have to feel that pressure with, if I don't perform, this guy's going to take my spot. And we've not been able to have that luxury yeah. this season at all, really. Um, so that's something I'm looking forward to. What will be a challenge now, though, is that when it comes to selection time, if we've got a, a pretty good clean bill of health going into round one, mate, we're going to have probably, you know, we could have sort of 10 to 12 players there missing yeah. out, um, and we'll have some good established players yeah, yeah. missing out. So what will be interesting for me to learn now is how do people respond to disappointment? Because yeah. really, this season, the team has pretty much picked itself most weeks, um, you know, I've had to compromise a little bit on my standards because, you know, I generally, I'm not bothered whether we win, lose or draw, you know, you, you're judged on your performance, you know, so we could have a 40-0 40, 40 victory, but if somebody's performance has been well below par, well, they'll know that their their position's under, yep. je- under threat, you know what I mean? And if we've got the right person who's ready to go in, then there's a yeah, chance there, yeah. you know. They may get another week to, to, to sort of right the wrongs. You know, if they've got the credit in the bank and they've done, you know, if they've had a really good run of performances and they have an off day, you know, that might be a case of, listen, you've got some credit in the bank here. We'll give you another another chance to, to, to right the wrongs. But yeah. you don't do it. If you don't back it up, um, then you're out. So, yeah. um a great we, way of creating the hunger for them. Well, hundred percent. Like, well, ultimately, we judged on performance, and yeah, performance yeah. wins your game. So, uh, you know, that's the reality. And when you get into the next next arena, the top flight, where you're under more scrutiny, you know what I mean? Because we'll have more resource, so we'll have more data on players which we can measure against. We'll have more resource. You're under more exposure and scrutiny yeah. week in. You know what I mean? From fans, from media, from you know everything. So. They need to be ready for that, um, we, you know. So they've got to understand what that that looks like, and and that's that's my job and, and the coaching team that are working uh, alongside me to 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 challenge that, develop that, and, and make and make sure they're ready for for that. Um, so, but that will be the interesting thing for me next year. I'll be really because I will have some I will have some headaches and some really tough selection decisions because um, we've got you know we've got a solid squad there, a competitive squad next season that uh, there'll be a lot of players in each position being challenged um you know so yeah that'll be interesting to to see how people respond and handle that disappointment of not being selected you know because they've had it you know most weeks this year they they've had no pressure uh on that so um that'll be the that'll be the interesting to don't know I'll learn a lot more about people then that's for sure. <laughs> okay, you touched on there about performance, etc. One of the things that comes on the back of performance is recognition. So, first up, congratulations on your nomination. Yeah, you must be very proud. Ah, uh, well, yeah. Look, I think it's you know I'd be lying if I didn't say it's not nice to be recognised. Um, I think it's always nice to be recognised for for quality work that you're producing or the hard work that you're putting in and um you know and and we do work hard as coaches i think you know that's not just myself that's coaches and other club as a head coach you, you you do you have to you know you you can't 
you can't fake it till you make it. You know, you've got to. You, you, it's a tough job. It's not a glamorous job. You know, a lot of a lot of players will finish up at the end and they think, oh, "I'll go. I'll go be a coach." Thinking you just turn up on the field, do a few drills, and that's your job. No. No, 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 no. No, there's endless amount of hours of watching video, cutting up clips. There's, you know, writing notes and, and formulating tactics and game plans. And, you know, then you're looking at the individual needs of your players and breaking down development plans for them. And you're looking at, you know, you, you're planning your whole sort of training program, your pre-season, your in-season program. Um, you know, you're managing your staff and, and their roles and, and responsibilities and what they need to be delivering. You're managing players, you know, 30 individual players, their individual needs, you're trying to then make that, you're dealing with the media, you're dealing with boards of directors, owners, you know, fans. Radio you know, interviews. Yeah, you know, you, you, you've got a lot to contend yeah. with. It's not a glamorous job, it's a, it's a tough job. Yeah. Um, you know, and, um, you know, but I love it. Yeah. I love it. I'm, I'm passionate about it. Um, I love getting to work every day with people that I just want to see get better. I love I love seeing when, when players aren't sure where they're going to be or don't believe that they can do something and they end up getting there. You know what I mean? They end up playing at a higher level or they don't want to do things that they never thought they'd dream of and, and that's so rewarding, you know. Even this team this year, to see how we finished, you know, that's so rewarding. Yeah, yeah. You know, to see that, um, you know, we, where we were and where we've come from and where we how, what, we've, what we've achieved, it's it's – that's what that's what makes all those hours of yeah, yeah. all the things that you do, mate, uh, worth it because it, it's great to see. Um, but yeah, look, I, I think like you said, it's it's nice to be recognised. But uh, I think that that uh, that award or that nomination for me is a is a reflection of, of our team, um, and I, I, I dedicate that to the team because it's it's those players that have that have delivered. Um, you know, they've they've understood what was needed, they've executed that, they've delivered in that final third of the season. Yeah. Um, so really that, that awards, it's on them for me. Um, you know, I'm only part of the puzzle, if you know what I mean. There's, yeah. there's a lot of other pieces that, that make it work. And um, I think, but I think it's a, I think that nomination is just a, a nice recognition for this, for this team, yeah. you know, and that, that means everybody, staff, players that have all, you know, helped us to have uh, a real strong finish to the end of the season because I think if if a couple of results went when it like didn't go our way and we lost a couple of more games and another team or another club won a couple of more, hmm. then I'm, I may not be in the I may not be getting nominated. Does that make sense? So yeah, yeah, I think yeah. so. I, I look at it more as a, it's a reflection that that nomination is more of a reflection on on our team. Yeah. Okay. And it, it'd be remiss of me if I didn't mention the other nomination because it's his second year up for it, and I, I believe I think he's like the only ever present this season. Yeah. AJ, and you've already touched about when you first saw the start of the season and to where he's come to yeah. now to be nominated for the second on the trot, 20 tries this season, you know, it's an incredible achievement, really. Oh, absolutely. Um, no, I'm, I'm, I'm buzzing for him. I think it's great. You know, he's uh, he's really developing into a, into a fine player and he's still got areas of his game that he needs to improve and he knows that. Um, and, but again, he's... He understands as well where he's at. He's still in that. He's still in that development phase. Let's be honest. He only came into the club, wasn't it, last year? Um, you know, what I mean, sort of out of the amateur game, local amateur game. So it's not like he's been in a, a system for four or five years in a Super League scholarship and academy and all that. He's just literally been plucked out of the amateur game. He's come in, done a half decent job last year, didn't he, for the for half a season, and then you know he's had a full season under his belt now. But um, Again, the progression he's made is, is great. He's very dedicated. Uh, you know, he, he's always he looks after himself. He's he's doing little things away from the club, which which makes a difference. And um, you know, he comes from a good family. You know, so he's got his head screwed on. He's you know, he's got a good job as well. Mm. Um, you know, he's in a good place, and yeah. I think that helps. But uh, you know, uh, it, for me, yeah, I'm re- I'm really pleased because I think he's he's done some some wonderful things for us this year. Um, you know, because again, he's had to play outside of different centres, different halfbacks. Yeah. You know, so it's not like he's had a consistent edge to to work with. Um, but yet, he's still added some real value for us. And um, and like I said, what I've enjoyed most is seeing the small improvements within his game improve as as the season's gone on, defensively, positionally. Um, you know, his backfield carries improved. You know, there's been areas of his game that have really improved that he was probably not, you know, not where he needed to be at uh, early in the year. So uh, I still think we've got a lot more to come from AJ um, and, and really excited to see how he develops moving forward here with us. Yeah, one of our own as they constantly <laughs> Yeah, which is great, which is great, which is great and I want that. I want, I want, I, I would rather give opportunities to York-based players or people from York because they're, they're going to have a connection to the club, um, they have a connection to the city 
uh, and, and the local people in there and then we proud to represent their local city you know local people as well so you know I'd rather if, if again it's not a it's not a charity we don't just we can't just say well just because he's you know he's a York based player we give him a, we, we give him games and we give him that you know what I mean but if they've got some potential they've got that talent uh, I'm not against giving them a chance in our environment. I'd rather go that way than trying to bring a, a guy from Wakefield or yeah. who's similar ability. If I can get a York-based guy yeah. who, who has that talent and potential and, and ability, then we'll bring them in and try and develop them. And, uh, and if they go on with it, great. And if they don't, they don't. But yeah. um, I, I'd rather go that way. Um, so it's pleasing to see that we have got a contingent of, of York-born and bred players. I think that's really, really important you know, um, for us as a club. Yeah. Um, but also to, to to build that connection with our with our local community fan base as well. Yeah. Okay. Quick sort of key change, really. Um, looking at the club as a whole, we've got a, a bit. A, again, it'd be unjust if we didn't mention um, Valkyrie. And you know the, they've got a grand final this weekend. I've, I've heard that two stands are already sold out at York. You know, fantastic yeah. again for the club as a whole, but especially for them ladies who've done fantastically well. Yeah. No. It, it is. It's brilliant. Um, I think what it also showcases, Paul, is the fact that we are a club or our facilities are able to host an event of that magnitude. You know, it's the Betfred Women's Super League Grand Final. I mean, that's a big event. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they, the powers of B feel that, you know, York are equipped enough to facilitate that. So that's massive. Um, I mean, the fact that our team's in it certainly gives us a slight advantage. There's no doubt about that. And, and to be fair, maybe our girls might have wanted to play at Old Trafford or, you know, whatever. But listen, it, it is what it is. But what is pleasing is, it, again, it shows that, you know, the, that, that we are a club that is equipped yeah. for that next level of, you know, yeah. Yeah. if and when that happens. Um, um, but also great that we're, we we can host an event of that magnitude, like we saw with the Summer Bash this year, you know, we yeah. were able to host that. Um you know, so which is which is great. You know, and I think as a club, we've we've done a lot of good things this season. You know, we've continued to make progress off the field with with our with our foundation work. Um, you know, the the amount of kids that we've now engaged through our community based programs, um, the summer camps that we've had on in the school holidays. You know, the Excel program yep. that's that's continuing to to grow and strengthen with with our development squads there, our twelves, fourteens, and sixteens. We've seen the women's rise under nineteens program be launched yeah, this yeah. year, and that's done really, really well. Been well attended and creating the next generation and pathway into our women's team. And obviously, the women's team going semi professional this year as well is is has been a massive step forward for the club. Um, you know, and I just think, yeah, I just think we're doing a lot of really, really good things as a club. You know, off the field, We've got some great. Obviously, community projects too. You know, with with through mental health and other things that we're offering you know, throughout the club. And um, yeah, I just think we we can be very proud of what, what what we're building at the moment. I think we can be very proud of where we're currently at. Is what I'm saying. Um, and the the amount of things that we're we're doing within our own local community and, and providing for our local yeah. community. But what we're also growing performance wise within the within the club you know like I said with the development programs of younger players you know with the women's game you know obviously with the, the men's game progressing as well um, I just think yeah w- there's a lot of really good things going on so that we can be certainly proud of and I know that there's plans to continue that growth uh, and and build on that moving forward and um, yeah yeah mm. bodes well for the future mate massively yeah so and I mean really finally you ready for a break you must get a break. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I am. To be honest, I'm not going to lie. Um, no, I am. I, I, I am. I feel like I'm ready uh, for a break because probably didn't really get one at the back end of end of last season. Um, you know, because obviously I, I, I would I sort of finished up at Keithley and I was putting all the well, I actually was in the off season putting all the pre season plan together for Reese and. Uh, working with him and getting all that sorted, and then obviously with this job coming up late in the day, it was kind of where, well, um, you know, I remember being on my on my family holiday actually with with my partner and my kids in uh, we're over in Turkey of all places when the actual the final contract was agreed. Yeah. I sort of was doing the negotiations whilst I was there, you know, uh, and getting it boxed off, and and then it was like right, you know, I remember 
<laughs> the next morning, my partner won't, won't be happy with me saying this, but then I remember the next morning, I said, right, you go to the pool with the kids, I'll, I'll just jump on this, <laughs> jump straight on the laptop and I'm there bloody getting, because my head starts going then, yeah. I'm like, right, I need to start, because I knew when I got back, I'm going to have only have yeah. literally not too much, many weeks, I'll only have probably about 10 days to get things sorted, so I need to get the ball rolling, so straight away I was into that sort of zone, and uh, and it was the same even when I finished up at Warrington the year before, because cause I, when I finished up there, I only accepted the job with Keithley to go in as head of rugby in that sort of in that close season as well. Mm. So then it's like anything when you when you when you take on a new job, I don't want to be starting on day one yeah. and not have all preparation. I'm a plan. I'm one of these guys. I I, I like to be ahead of the game and I plan. So uh, so I was straight on the. I didn't get much of a break or switch off that that year. Um, so yeah, it's uh, yeah. I'm ready. I do feel I need a, a week off at least. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but there's still, as you know, mate. And it, when you come into off season, yeah, your work doesn't end. There's a lot of no. there's a lot of bits that we still have to uh, to to get right. Um, and the, you know, the players can switch off, and that's the great thing about being a player. That's why I loved playing as well. It was great. You had your you had your time off, your four to six weeks off, and you could just switch off and. You know, obviously, yeah, tick over when you have to tick over training-wise, but just relax, you know, and uh, and it's important that they get that. And, and uh, I, I, I know, you know, my players do need to switch off um, so they can freshen up mentally as well as physically and then be ready for, for next year. But as staff, it's, yeah, you don't get the luxury as much because you, you, you've got you've got a lot of things to plan. Yeah, you know, we've got to make sure we, we get all the the, uh, the the program nailed for, for pre-season and planned and organised. And, you know, like you said, just make sure we po- tie up any loose ends that we need to tie up at the, at the back end in, in this close season and, um, yeah, and other bits and pieces that yeah you know, I might need to be there for the club to do for yeah there might be some other bits and pieces that they need me for throughout so which I'm willing to help with so yeah um, that's the way it is yeah brilliant right thank you for your time as always um, it's, it's been once again a great insight and everything you've done this year you know after the games before the games uh, as a as a yacht fan like, it's been fantastic it's, you know with a couple of little dips but generally I mean w- what a finish to a season you know that ten out of eleven was superb. Yeah. There was some great rugby. It was really, really, yeah. really entertaining. And uh, the fans properly got behind it. They loved it. Oh, I'm pleased. I'm pleased. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure there was probably moments throughout the year that, uh, you know, certain people maybe were questioning things behind the scenes. Um, you know, but the reality was, I think, you know, that's, you know, one of the, one of the things, um, you know, I've got to, I've got to thank our owner for, Clint, uh, because, you know, he, he, like me, you know, we've got a. There's a long-term plan we've got here. Um, this is stage one of that plan, um, and the fact that he showed the level of patience and and confidence as well, uh, and faith. Um, you know, in what we we're doing. You know, we're we're back in our youth policy. We're we're back in on developing this team over the next few years. Um, and as a coach, I I didn't panic and didn't deviate from what we've been doing. You know, uh, the things we'll try to instill. In the pre-season, early in season, we didn't then try and reinvent the wheel because we weren't where we wanted to be mid-season. You know, I was confident that you know this is what this what works, and once they understand it fully and it and it, it sinks in, we'll be right. Um, and uh, and I'm pleased that we we stuck to task and, and we come through the other side because that will only make us better and stronger moving forward as a group collectively. Um, but uh, yeah, and I'm glad we stuck with with with, with the young fellas too at, the, at that time. You know. Other clubs may have went out and tried to go into the market mid-season and bring in some established players for two or three weeks to try and buy a couple of wins. Um, that, for me, would have just added more disruption, you know what I mean, and, and add more confusion to the to the team, you know. Um, and again, you you know, how many of those players, if you did bring in, really would want to be there? You know, mm, it's yeah. like all that type of stuff. There's a lot to think about. So, no, we stuck to our guns and, and, uh, and it proved dividends. So yeah. I'm pleased with that. Yeah, and we look forward to all the, the names... <laughs> That are due, due in course. Cleary, I've heard is. <laughs> yeah, we did. Uh, we did try and reach out to his agent in in Australia, um, but we just got a categorical no back. <laughs> York's not the right time. Maybe in ten years. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's only only so many halfbacks you can have. So. Yeah, that's true. Thank you. Cheers, Andrew. Cheers, Paul.